0: chance, down the middle, scores!
1: Matias short-handed goal! Live
2: from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high,
0: Watt gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead!
2: We got a couple of, uh, let's call them cursed franchises who have uh, <laughs> gone different routes into game six of their series. So we will look back at Toronto's miraculous comeback last night and the devastating loss by the Edmonton Oilers as Los Angeles has got themselves within one game of the second round, and Tampa Bay, the two-time defending champions, must rally and win two straight uh, to uh, keep their hopes of a, a three-peat alive. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Plus, Tom Brady has a job after his next job. Talk about your overachiever. Uh, he's going to be an analyst when he's done playing football, so we we know that he's going to sign on and join the booth. I'm curious from you and the listeners... Uh, who you would like to hear jump into the booth as soon as they're done playing? Uh, could uh, could it be a Brad Marchand? Could it be a Patrice Bergeron? Or somebody like Austin Matthews? Somebody along that line. Because we're talking GOAT status here with Tom Brady. Maybe, maybe we don't go GOAT, but it's got to be on the upper echelon uh, of a player. Who is... The Tom Brady of the National Hockey League that is waiting to jump into the to the broadcast booth after they are done playing. Uh, we also have a tournament starting uh, up uh, later on this week, uh, gentlemen, and the Vegas Golden Knights are involved in this one. The IIHF, the World Hockey Championship, returning, and it's going to take place in Helsinki and Tampere, Finland. And three members of the Vegas Golden Knights are going to participate on Team Canada. Looking forward to a little VGK fix starting later this week,
1: Ryan. Yeah, it'll be fun. As we've talked about here, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Waugh, and Logan Thompson will represent Team Canada at the World Championships, and you know what? It's it's more hockey, and and not just more hockey, but we have, as you know, as, as a team that or as a a show that covers the Vegas Golden Knights, and in you as as fans listening, you have an opportunity to continue to watch Zach Whitecloud, Nick Wah, and Logan Thompson, and it's great experience for those three players to represent Team Canada, but also to continue to play meaningful games here in the month of of May and uh, and into June.
2: So we are talking uh, three players on one of the top nations federations in the International Ice Hockey Federation, uh, which is a real feather in their cap. Uh, Team Canada will be in Pool A. Team USA also starts uh, later on this week. They will be in Pool B, but no VGK uh, representation on that side of it. So uh, are your allegiances with Team Canada? where,
1: Where are they, Ryan? Oh come on, it's Team USA all the way! Like all what, right. what? are you talking about here? So you're going <laughs> to
2: cheer against the Vegas Golden Knights?
1: I mean, like, Darren, come on! Like, <laughs> you you know you know where my allegiances well, lie. Like this is I just wanted to ridiculous. hear it. Like, Team Team USA allowed me to beat you in a bet, and it and it you know really it set up one of the most uncomfortable, terrible, awkward segments that we've ever had on this show in which you had to sing the American National Anthem. So,
2: And I think that kind of backfired on you because you had to sit through that. And then you're like, why did I ever I mean, do it didn't, that? It,
1: Darren, Darren, I've got kids. Like, there's, there's noises that happen in the background that I'm not even aware of. I was able to tune it out. It was just really fun to have to see you go through something so uncomfortable. The three players
2: that Team Canada will... Uh... Go with, from the Vegas Golden Knights, Logan Thompson in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he has uh, got uh, Christy Reager, uh from the Seattle Kraken also with him. Uh, then you have uh, Nick Waugh and you have Zach Whitecloud. Of those three, who is the most unexpected player from the start? I,
1: I mean, I, I think it has to be Logan Thompson, right? Yeah. Like, I, you, you know, you look at it and you say... Logan Thompson, if he would have had a stellar year at the AHL level, like just in the AHL in general, that would have been building off of what he did last year in a a strange season in which he was the AHL goaltender of the year. But the fact that he got a chance late in the year, and played incredibly well at the NHL level. I think that really puts him on the map. It puts him on the radar, not just of you know Team Canada for the, the World Championships, but also for the Vegas Golden Knights going into training camp next year. I, I don't think there's a player that took advantage of an opportunity more this season than Logan Thompson. So for me, that's the player that, that is most unexpected and the biggest surprise. Would you be
2: uh, at all shocked if if he played a significant amount of time? The way this year's gone, I think he expects to play a significant amount of time, whether he starts or not.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that one of the things we've talked about with Logan is the self belief, right? It's, there's, there's an element or a degree of cockiness to it, but I like that in a player. It's just a belief in one's ability to go out there, and if they get an opportunity, they're not going to relinquish it. And I think that, that really kind of speaks volumes to Logan as a person as, and as a player. And I wouldn't be shocked if, even if he doesn't start, if he finds himself in a position where he can steal an opportunity, he's going to do it.
2: Uh, it's uh, outstanding uh, success and uh, acceleration to his career and does take uh, another step and being able to play on on team Canada that's never happened for Logan Thompson and it's it's Mm -hmm. a dream of every athlete to represent their country uh, their federation uh, on that international scale Uh, he goals turn pro uh, establish himself, uh, make the National Hockey League. Uh, that he signed the uh, the National Hockey League contract. He got a number of starts uh, this year. Hit double digits and wins. These are all things that that maybe weren't uh, articulated in his mind, but certainly uh, were part of the progression. But this is really significant for Logan Thompson.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, again, it's it's all about kind of those mile markers and those significant points when it comes to building your career and continuing to put one foot in front of the other and getting to the ultimate the ultimate goal which is to play regularly in the NHL and you know when you when you look at what Logan's been able to do in in taking advantage of the the playing time that he's had in in going through a great season not this past season but the 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 one previous in the AHL named AHL goaltender of the year and then following it up with to get better, continuing to evolve and, and, and develop, and then being ready for the moment, right? Like, I, I think that's kind of the biggest thing is you get an opportunity to play in the NHL. And Logan Thompson's play made it difficult, made it a talking point for how much do you play him down the stretch, right? Like, we, we weren't having those discussions about, okay, well, you just need to have this guy buy some time until Robin Leonard's healthy. Logan Thompson was earning starts, and it became a question of how long can you allow Robin to, to continue to rehab so that he's ready to go because Logan's holding the fort down. When you when you have the ability to step in and take advantage of an opportunity, but then you play well and you run with it, that's something that, that I think is, is, is really key for Logan Thompson, and I don't expect it to change anytime soon. Uh,
2: now, he's a creature of habit. Uh, you know uh, he wore that Henderson silver Night gear for the longest time. When he was on a roll, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's got his BGK yep. kit. Does he wear the stuff that he's comfortable with, that he's got good vibes with, or does he put some uh, some pad skin and some uh, some Team Canada colors on it and and get with the uh, with the Team Canada program? I'm split.
1: I'm really split on this. No, I'm not. I'm not. No? Like, you he, think he
2: goes uh, Team Canada he, style?
1: Well, yeah, because like I mean, he made the change to the Golden Knight pads, right? Like the yeah. the, the, the last a couple while, of games though. that he played and. It did take a while, but he played incredibly well in those games. It's not his fault that the Golden Knights couldn't find a way to score in the shootout. So I think that he's going to be decked out in a full kit with Team Canada colors. And, you know, like, I don't know. You're a goalie, Darren. Like, I think any excuse to get kind of a new look or new pads or whatever the case. Uh, I would take advantage of it. I'd I wear them now. Hope that Logan yeah. Thompson's doing the same. Yeah. Uh, the the goaltending for Team Canada, uh,
2: for everybody's uh, reference, will be Chris Dreger of the Seattle uh, Kraken, and then you've got Logan Thompson from the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, coming off his first year uh, in the National Hockey League. The third goaltender on the roster is Matthew Tompkins. And Matthew Tompkins mm-hmm. is interesting because he was uh, at the Olympics with Team Canada uh, in Beijing. But he's a European pro, which means he's more familiar with uh, all of these rinks and and, uh, mm-hmm. and and some of these players. Uh, he plays um, in Sweden for Frolanda and uh, that'll be I think it's why Claude Julien's the coach uh, former coach uh Boston Maroons and Montreal Canadiens uh, I think it's it's wide open and we may see all three of these goaltenders uh going at some point
1: yeah and, and again I think for Logan it's just about getting into a game and and I, I I would make the argument at any point in time here that you give him an opportunity he's going to run with it he's going to take it and, and he's going to excel with it so uh If you get a rotation of all three just to kind of start, or whatever the case may be, if Logan Thompson gets into a game, watch out.
2: Mm -hmm. I told him the other day we were going to bother him. He said, you guys aren't bothering me. I said, no, 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 I'm going to bother you at some point. Uh, I'll try and <laughs> retape it if I have to uh, to make it uh, worthwhile. And uh, I lived on the East Coast for a number of years, so uh, Europe isn't a, a big deal. Uh, time changes. There's a, there's a little bit of inconvenience there. But uh, I forgot, like, when, when you're over here and, and you're you're based out of, uh, of Vegas and you're talking to Sweden, like, it's it's nine hours. I, we we might be bothering him at some point, waking him up in the, in, in the middle of the night. But he's uh he's promised that uh, if he can do it, uh, he'll be part of the program along with his teammates, uh, Zach Whitecloud and Nick Waugh. Now Nick Waugh was a top player coming out of uh, minor hockey into the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, uh, an elite prospect, uh, and he's played uh, on on some of these uh, different tournaments uh, in in the past. Uh, I, now he's he's gone through a transformation and getting himself established in the National Hockey League he's also a restricted uh, free agent right now with the Vegas Golden Knights which is kind of unusual that a player would go when he doesn't have the contract already yeah. signed sealed and delivered so this is a really unique thing for Nick Waugh.
1: Yeah you're you're right I, I but I think it's it's one of those situations where you take it anytime you can get it right like you you have an opportunity to represent your country Nick Waugh has done so for Team Canada before uh not at the at the men's level but to me like it's a continuation right of a season that saw him hit career numbers and goals and assists and points in the NHL and I'm all for More big moments for Nick Wah. Like when, when you consider, maybe you're looking at third line center, depending on kind of how things shake out for the Golden Knights. Any type of big moment you can get, as far as experience goes, uh, you want that for your players. And I think that Nick Wah going over to the World Championships, hopefully having a, a pretty big or significant role with Team Canada. And big games, games that were a lot on the line. That's going to be important for his development as he continues to be uh, a piece for the Golden Knights moving forward that they need to to play well.
2: And one thing about uh, Nick was he won't be uh, thrown off at all by just jumping into a tournament and having to play with uh, people he's never played with before. Because he basically did that (laughs) all year. Like He was was all over the lineup. So it was great preparation for this
1: yeah exactly. I mean, it, to be honest, like not just Nick Waugh but Zach Whitecloud, too, like any any golden knight that uh, that's in this situation is is pretty much familiar with it because it, you're right it' it's been the last eight months for them playing hockey. you know It's a, it's a new knight, it's a different uh, different line mate, different defensive partner. Okay, we can deal with that. And, and don't underestimate the um,
2: uh, decision for him to go without the contract. Mm-hmm. Because it does, it does rarely happen, and having that security uh, in in your in your back pocket of knowing that you've got contracts and and there's a, there's an ambition to play for Team Canada and an opportunity to play for Team Canada, but uh, but there's a bit of a
1: risk on that front too. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, and you know I, I think that you just have to trust a, a, as as a player in your ability to. To go over there, keep yourself safe, and the the hope is that you have a good tournament because, you know, good tournament might help you out in your negotiations. So there's there's certainly a risk, but there could be a reward if Nick Waugh goes over to the World Championships and has himself a really nice tournament.
2: So you've got uh, Logan Thompson coming out of nowhere to play for Team mm-hmm. Canada. Nick Waugh, who's played for Team Canada in the past and was a was a top prospect uh, coming uh, into junior and uh, through his junior hockey career, uh, and has been on the radar of this before. Where's Zach Whitecloud fit in with those two uh, two players, two teammates?
1: Uh, Zach Whitecloud to me is the next wave of leadership when it comes to the Golden Knights, and and I'm not I'm not certain that that really answers your question about. Team Canada where he fits in but to me Zach Whitecloud is everything you want as a complementary piece to your core I, and to be honest I think I would even put him in the core Zach continues to get better he continues to grow he continues to evolve like his goal scoring this year eight goals in just 59 games for Zach Whitecloud to me the player that that just does whatever his team needs him to do and fills in those those pockets or those voids when it needs to happen um i i think the world of this player i think the world of of his leadership i think he's wise beyond his years and the experience is only going to make him better
2: yeah i think he's the most obvious choice of the three uh mm-hmm. with all due respect to to nick who has played on team canada before but I I look at Zach as an established National Hockey League defenseman who is not ruffled by any uh, challenges or any uh, odd situations.
1: I like I'm I'm right there with you and and you know he's one of those players that is unfazed by everything. He just goes in and does his job, and I think that there's. Uh, a certain level of maturity that you need to be able to do that. Zach's taken that, that next step off the ice. I think he's in the process of taking that next step off the ice. He talked about leadership. I think one of the things that I think resonated the most with me about Zach in his year-end media availability was his flat-out refusal to use injuries as an excuse. He didn't want any part of it. He didn't want to go down that road. He made it very clear, and I think that that shows – that this is a guy that expects a lot out of himself, out of his teammates, feels so much, cares so much, and all, all it is with Zach Whitecloud is execution. All it is is bringing that work ethic day in and day out and getting better, and he does it. He he, he wears that leadership on the ice and, and lets his play do the talking.
2: A trio of Vegas Golden Knights going to the World Hockey Championships, all with Team Canada. They will start on Friday, although we, we could call it three and a half Golden Knights with Nick Holden being on the team as well, uh, on that blue line. And, and that, that is one that I know that, uh, that Chris Chapman is very excited about.
0: Yeah, of course. And he does. Okay, yeah. there he goes. No, Mike, you know what? The, if you were going to open your mic, the buttons in this studio, they, they stick. So, uh, among, <laughs> among the many things that we have wrong in this, in this studio, starting to sound like, like another show, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Zach. I mean, because I, I feel like we've gotten to watch him grow, right? When when he signed that contract out of Bemidji State, I don't think a lot of us knew a lot about Zach Whitecloud. I mean, a lot of us didn't know much about Logan Thompson or, or, or Nick Wah either, but I feel like with Zach, we, we got to watch him grow as a professional, both on and off the ice, and you know, I, I know for him it's a tremendous accomplishment because he takes he takes himself and the game very serious and he's very respectful towards the game. and And I think as a kid who who's first Nations as well, I feel like it's it's a tremendous honor for him to be able to represent nations and, and Canada in the world championship. So I'm really, really excited for Zach.
2: If he uh, if Zach ends up uh, skating with uh, with Holden, that'd be uh, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, that would be really 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 cool. Thomas Shabbat is also on that blue line. Uh, Damon mm-hmm. Severson is uh, playing there. Travis Sanheim, all he does is score big goals. Uh, he's one of those guys where you see him score and you go, how does he not have forty? I knew he was a defenseman with Philadelphia Flyers, but uh, other guys uh, on on the team that uh, that Zach uh, Whitecloud uh, could be uh, on the ice with or uh, lined up alongside Nick Wap, Pierre luc Dubois. Like that would be some mm. experience uh, for for Nick mm-hmm. Wap. Now they're uh, the same position, so I doubt that they'll uh, end up on the on the same line. But somebody like Matthew Barzell. Uh, the speedster with the New York Islanders is is somebody that you could certainly see uh, get paired up uh, with, with with Nick Waugh.
1: That would be fun, um, Nick Waugh with Matt Barzell, just to kind of get an idea of the 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 ability for Nick Waugh. And and we talked about it, I think, a little bit this year when Nick Wah was up playing with uh, William Carlson and and Jonathan Marchessault, or I'm sorry, Jonathan Marchessault and, and Riley Smith. Part of the reason that that line works so well is because of how Nick Wah thinks the game. And if you have that processor alongside Matt Barzell, what he's able to do, the, the gifts that he has on the ice, it could be a dynamic duo and it could be something that, that gives Nick Wah even more confidence going into next season uh, about his game at the NHL level. Uh, Canada
2: in those uh, World Championships in Finland uh, playing Germany, uh, Switzerland, uh, uh, Denmark, and Italy. Uh, among others, and for Team USA, they are in Group B. Uh, it's a tougher group: uh, Finland, Czechs, Swedes, uh, Norway, Austria, Great Britain. Uh, you see here some of these other ones like Latvia, uh, Great Britain. Uh, they've they've added to the pool because of the expulsion of Belarus and and Russia. So it's also going to be a, a little different look uh, for the World Championship uh, this year. Kazakhstan is in I want to mention Kazakhstan because I have a buddy who's playing for Kazakhstan and uh, he's uh, he's a Canadian he uh, won a Memorial Cup in Windsor and he's played in the KHL the last couple of years but he's playing for Kazakhstan so Jesse Blacker who can I just mention lives in Las Vegas this is his nice. home uh, and uh, get to see him during the offseason. So we're wishing uh, Team USA. We're wishing uh, Team Canada, obviously, with the VGK tie-in, and my buddy, uh, Jesse, uh, with Kazakhstan. Uh, Jesse will skate with us every now and then on Thursday nights um, and, and, and light it up, which All right. is great.
0: Darren, I, I don't yeah. ask you for a lot of favors. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if I've ever asked you for a favor.
2: No. But Kazakhstan <laughs> no, has... No, I said, I said no.
0: You don't even know what I'm going to ask you.
2: I, I I don't care. I'm saying no. Uh, I'm going to ask you.
0: Kazakhstan probably has the <laughs> best jerseys. They like, do. I absolutely love their jerseys. So I'm going to ask you if you can get me one.
2: Yeah. Uh, sure, I can get you one. Come down with me over to the sports store and uh, we'll <laughs> I use a credit card. They, I
0: don't think they sell them at, at uh, Dick's or uh, <laughs> or any of the other sports stores or Vegas sports and hockey.
2: Do you want, do you want a, a white or a blue? The blue. Okay. Now uh, we'll see if we can uh, we can grab. I you would, one. it I would wear it. all It won't the be game worn though. No, I that's that's We're fine. We're not getting you game worn. No, uh,
0: that's fine. By the way, my neighbors are from Kazakhstan, so so I'm sure. Oh, they'll Oh really? Be, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
2: why you want it. You want to sock up to your neighbors. <laughs> they would, they no, would. No,
1: no, no. He just wants to wear it
0: yes, everywhere. Yes, yeah. it's it's a awesome looking jersey. I love the the way the the yellow pops on that light blue. Fantastic. Uh,
2: who's the most famous Kazakhstan player that you uh, can recall? E. <laughs> uh, I can't. Well done. I, yeah. I, I can believe now why you want one of those sweaters. I, wasn't Borat <laughs> who's, from Kazakhstan? Whose
0: who's uh, name
2: would you put on the Kazakhstan sweater?
0: I'd put nobody's name on it.
2: But you got to put a name on it and a number.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I mean. So I, you
2: I, want one of these sweaters and you don't know any Kazakhstan players. Oh, Past, okay. present, future.
1: <laughs> Chapman? Yes. Chapman, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out, okay? I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Okay. Nick Antropov.
2: Thank you. Yeah. He's the only one I know.
1: <laughs> Nigel Dawes?
2: But, but, uh, but uh, well yeah, Nigel's, uh, through uh, a bit of um, a journey, <laughs> let's call uh, that. Nigel Dawes won a Memorial Cup. Speaking of that, uh, that trophy that Jesse won, uh, Nigel won that in 2002 under the tutelage of Ryan McGill from the Vegas Golden Knights with the Kootenai Oh, Ice. there you go. So there's uh, there's a little bit of history, but yeah, Nick Andropov is the only player that I that I can remember from Kazakhstan. 193 and so goals. I'm, I'm not I'm not that far ahead of you. Chapman in this regard, but at least I got one.
1: Okay, well, one. I mean, yeah. That, well, it, <laughs> j- that's that's the only name. Like, just put it on there. I used to right. <laughs> so,
2: so when when Antrop- I would skate to, uh, with some of the uh, uh, Leaf injury players back in the day, mm-hmm. and Antropop couldn't speak any English, and and I would, you know, me, I, I tend to talk a lot and sure. chirp a, chirp a lot, and really, the the trainer was a buddy of mine. That's the only reason why I was doing it. And he Brent would come over to me every now and then. and Said, hey, "You know, he has no idea what you're saying." I said, "I don't, I don't care." He's like, it was "Just can you stop it? Because he thinks he's you're giving him like directions on a drill or something." And he's and he's trying to to follow <laughs> through. Will you just stop it? <laughs> like I, I'm just chirping. I'm I'm so happy uh, to to be able to ski. That was at Old Maple Leaf Gardens. Like yeah. that was that was really cool. Where the street was like ten feet. From the the end boards, like it was that close. Well, maybe not ten feet, but thirty feet. Uh, you could look out and you could watch traffic going by while you did, were standing on the ice. It was the, one of the coolest things ever. They don't play there anymore, obviously.
1: Did uh, did you ever go one on one with Phil Kessel? Uh no, no. I was
2: uh, I was oh. out of the uh, I was out of it by then. Uh, <laughs> Phil and I would have had a very one sided conversation. It would be me <laughs> talking, and it would be Phil leaving. I believe how. <laughs> That's how that would work. <laughs> I'm just, the, just guessing that. And and Phil and I got along fine, uh, in yeah. Toronto. But uh, I just, I that's where I see Phil going. I'm out of here. I'm not putting up with this yeah. guy. No, yeah, I'm no. done. No chance. Which, which I don't blame a lot of people. In, in you, know, you, you're, you have to. You're contractually obligated uh, to put mm-hmm. up with me. But, uh, but if you're not, uh, uh, and you're not looking for for hockey stuff, uh, I, I get why Phil would just uh, just bolt away. Uh, we have some uh, some hockey's talk to bring you uh, with the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I also want the answer from Chris Chapman and Ryan Wallace. And if you want to tweet us, uh, let us know at Ryan the Hockey Guy or uh, seven hundred two Magnum. Uh, let us know which. Which player right now would follow, you would like to see follow the Tom Brady example? He's still playing, but he's got a TV contract to be an analyst when he's done. We want to know the hockey player of your choice and the answer from Wallace and Chapman as we continue. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Got some early action in the National Hockey League tonight. An elimination game involving the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. The Rangers surprisingly behind in this set uh, with Igor Sturk in the favorite to win the Vesta Trophy this year. Behind uh, the defense of the Pittsburgh Penguins is the third stringer, Louis Domingue. And it's the Penguins that have the early lead, Ryan. How shocked are you that this one is in this situation and two is still favoring the Pittsburgh Penguins?
1: Uh, pretty shocked. Um, you know, again, I, I thought Igor Shosturkin coming into this one was, was going to be the difference maker for the New York Rangers, especially when the, rain, uh, the the Penguins did not have Tristan Jari to start. We're going with Casey DeSmith, and then in a marathon game number one, Casey DeSmith has to pull himself, is then lost for the remainder of the series, and you're going with Louis Domingue. I, I, I look at it and I just I, I don't know that I'm placing a ton of the blame or all of the blame on Igor Shosturkin. The Rangers have been a mess in in defense, in defending the last two games specifically. They just have not been very good. So um, I think that this is kind of an idea of Igor Shosturkin was phenomenal in the regular season. He was really good for a team that I think is is decent, but not, not really that elite team that we kind of expected or thought that they were and when you have a tactician like Mike Sullivan kind of breaking things down and you have Sidney Crosby playing at the level that he's playing at you're able to expose a lot of what the New York Rangers don't do well and that's team defense
2: yeah you uh you you went into some detail there I was shocked that they haven't made Louis <laughs> Domingue uncomfortable more uncomfortable well, uh, they they're they're so they, dynamic and they've got different ways that they can uh, uh, get mm-hmm. at you either verbally or physically or uh, sure. t- tactically or skill wise and they they haven't been able to do that at all around Louis Domingue who who is not a National Hockey League goaltender with all due respect
1: they can't get out of their own zone like they they can't get out of their own way that's the problem like the Rangers are just rattled right now by what the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing and the, the Penguins are winning every single loose loose puck. They're winning all the board battles. They are getting to the areas they need to and they're playing in the face of the New York Rangers and the Rangers don't have an answer right now.
2: Uh, so the Penguins beat the Rangers 7-4 and 7-2 in the last two games. It's the third time since 1994 that an NHL team scored seven or more goals in two consecutive games. In, in one playoff series, like that, this just never happens, and it's happening against <laughs> one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League.
1: Yeah, I, I, I it's it's shocking for sure. And and again, like, I, how much am I going to sit here and like place all of this on Shesterkin? I, I I don't know that I can. Like, no, when you got to come up with more the, saves than he has. You sure? But like, you you also have to you also have to have your team pull the the penguins out of the out of the slot like you're facing 16 slot shots in two games like there's only so much you can do or if you're the rangers get out of the way of the shots like how many deflected goals were scored in the last game four deflections are 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 the the types of goals that are beating shesterkin like they've got to do a better job of trusting in their goaltender and letting him do his job or get the block like do not touch the puck and change the angle
2: on your goaltender. yeah, so Ryan Wallace uh says Igor Shosturkin will be much better if there's no raises, no deflections, no backhands, and no screens.
1: <laughs>
2: that's other, not uh, what I'm other saying. than that, uh, uh, he's got them all. That's that's the So strategy. okay, all right.
1: So you're pu- you're putting this all on Shosturkin?
2: Uh I'm putting 75% of it on him. 75% is,
1: yeah, of it on him.
2: Yeah, you got to you got to be uh, make uh, Darren high danger scoring
1: chances were like 18 to nothing in the last I game. Know. The Rangers were terrible.
2: You got it's not just one game, it's, it's the whole series. You got to be able to uh to get through it. And in you know what? Uh the the overtime game, that was uh that was a fluke, but the the rest of it, let's uh let's go. Capitals and Panthers. It's 2-2 surprisingly. When the Capitals looked like they had a uh a stranglehold in this series, had a shot at an open net and then it comes back to bite them. Are the Florida pan? was that the break that the Florida Panthers will use to run the table and close out this series or do you think Washington still puts up a fight?
1: I think the Capitals are going to put up a fight. I'd like to believe in the Florida Panthers, but I, I don't. Um, I think this series is going to go seven. I, I think whatever happens tonight, the, the team that loses is going to come back, have a really strong game six, and I think that this this one's destined to go seven games. And I don't know that that's advantage Florida, but I, I know that I want to see how this team responds in the Florida Panthers in a must-win se- uh, Game 7. I think that'd be fun.
2: i hope to put it another way. I'm not as confident in Florida being able to flip the switch and go from here after their break in Game 4 as I am that the Calgary Flames are going to put the pedal down on the Dallas Stars. And this series, even though it's 2-2 and they split in Calgary and Dallas, I think this one is all over in favor of the flames
1: you woke johnny Mm Goodrow from his slumber and that's the worst thing that you could possibly do lee he's the engine that makes a lot of it go for the calgary flames coming off of one of the best if not the certainly the best year uh, of his life in the nhl Uh, he takes a high hit he takes a high stick and he was an absolute beast from that point forward I tend to agree with you. I I have full confidence in the Calgary Flames and less so in the Florida Panthers. Uh,
2: Dallas, by the way, uh, has changed up their lines uh, a little bit in this one. And uh, they've uh, taken uh, Robertson off the top line and put him with Ben and Sagan. So that's a a slightly different look to try and get uh, some more goals out of this one. Uh, I don't know whether you saw all the heat that Johnny Goudreau took. Uh, for his gain, three miss on the breakaway when he had a chance to tie it up in the final five minutes. It mm-hmm. uh, was one-on-one. Uh, like, breakaways are breakaways. like You have a good chance of winning, but it's not a guarantee. He took all kinds of flack for that. Uh, I think he was probably more uh, motivated by that heat than he was the, the high stick, but uh, uh, both certainly had an impact in him. I uh, also want to get your opinion, guys, on Maple Leafs and Lightning. Tampa blows a 2-0 first period lead and falls to the Maple Leafs. Uh, this series has gone back and forth. Tampa doesn't lose two in a row, but they'll have to win two in a row to advance. So where are you in your assessment of Tampa-Toronto?
1: The Game 5 comeback for that the Leafs. was big by the way. I know, I know. The Game 5 comeback for the Leafs could be the biggest defining moment in this iteration of the hockey club if they find one more win without one more win it doesn't matter everything all the goodwill all the good feelings and good vibes you got from game five from going down not starting the game on time and then finding a way to claw back and beat tampa if you don't get another win it doesn't matter who cares and i think that that's kind of the 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 reaction and the feeling uh within toronto within this team um I don't think it goes seven. I don't. I think like if if, wow. If the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win this series, I think they've got to do it in six games. But you because think Toronto will too win this much. series? I do. I think that this is this is the moment. Wow. This is the moment for Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. This is the moment where the the Tampa Bay Lightning finally lose two games in a row. Like Andre Vasilevsky. If you're gonna if you're gonna put all the blame on Igor Shosturkin, like. Vasilevsky has been very much human How about in this, this series. I got one for you.
2: Vasilevsky's uh mm-hmm. using new skates, some new technology. Hasn't been the same guy. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's down the stretch into these
1: playoffs. Yeah, then then go back. That's if what I'm I Andre, thought too. I'm going back.
2: Yeah, if I was a coach like, I'd be like go back. Here's your old skates. Wear them. Or I'm hiding them. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. The like
0: <laughs> why would you make that change at the most pivotal well, no, time. No, no, it season. wasn't
2: it wasn't in the playoffs. He, he's used them uh for a while. Oh, okay. but it, yeah, but it hasn't quite, uh, quite. Been I, I'd
1: still go back to like, like I, I know, I know. the The fact of the matter is, like, the the Leafs have scored, and, and they should have be and feel confident in their ability to score. Um, I don't think Andre Vasilevsky is going to be or or is the the boogeyman that maybe he was before. At least not to this Leafs team. To me, Toronto's got to win it in six, you and, and I think that when, they will uh, because
2: the when uh, Vasilevsky has a chance to close out a series. You don't score, so you better I, win the Game Six. Well,
1: yeah, I, you're you're Ooh. not wrong. I I think that's that's where it has to, like, the <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs have to seize this opportunity. Like this this is it. This is the moment. This is where you just simply have to come through and elevate your game. They were able to do it in the third period, right? Like that's that's a, a step in the right direction. But they've got to find a way. To, to close this one out, and I think they have to do it in six. or Otherwise, they're going to lose it in seven.
2: Toronto fans uh, that I've talked to over the last couple of days, uh, they're absolutely split between we got this, uh, that was the, what we needed <laughs> to get over the hump, and uh, the other part yeah. is, we'll still blow it. We'll, we'll find a way. Uh, well, Kings no, no, come no, back hey,
1: against the Oilers, though. Hey, they, they they didn't get over the hump because they haven't won a series yet. Um, the the Kings and the Oilers. Uh, what can I say it's about three the Kings King, and the Kings Oilers in this series? Uh huh. Yeah, I I picked the Kings to win the series, so I'm not like I'm not surprised. I I'm am. not surprised if you're I, if you're if you're looking Edmont- for me to sit here and be like surprised. I'm not.
2: Uh, the way Edmonton played last night to get back into that game and then force overtime mm-hmm. and then still lose it early on. Uh, I was yeah. I just. Absolutely taken aback.
1: I mean the fact that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle were hemmed into their zone. Yes, couldn't all get the puck. One minute and fifteen seconds. Yeah, because they're because. Listen,
2: at least Leon got off defense. before he got another on the minus. Oh
1: well, well yeah. I mean you didn't want to finish that day dash two, <laughs> after yeah. scoring two goals and having an assist and having three points like that to me. Is it? And and I, I tweeted something out today that was pretty interesting and, and, and caught a little bit of flack from some Oilers fans. Uh, but I think Mike Smith has not been the limiting factor for the Edmonton no, Oilers. I, really, I... I don't think Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid have been good enough. Period. I, I don't. And, and like, I get it. Leon had two goals, and he was able to come back and help that team get to overtime, and then was on the ice and did nothing in overtime. That nothing was, at uh, all. Because was... it was in it was just it was in the zone.
2: Yeah. Uh, they had uh, well, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaddle out there. Uh, it wasn't Gretzky out there, but we get to watch Gretzky all the time on... Yes, right now we've got uh, the agreement in place between Tom Brady and Fox that when he's done, he has a 10-year deal that he's agreed to that he will step into the booth or be an analyst and uh, is going to uh, parlay his skills and uh, his experience uh, and transfer those over to you to listen to. Which player would you like to see that's currently playing in the National Hockey League step right into the broadcast booth? Who's your number one choice, Ryan Walls?
1: Number one choice for me is probably going to be Brad Marchand. I I think there's something about Marchand's ability to be funny. Um, He's certainly a pest. There's a a lot that I think he would say. There's not really too much that I believe would be off limits. Uh, To me, Brad Marchand would be fun because he's elite. He's been elite for a while, and I don't think he's afraid to have a little bit of fun.
2: I think the beep button might get a little more, Oh, I don't care. Then you'd, uh, then necessarily uh, the uh, network would appreciate. Chapman, who would you love to hear from? You? Alexander Ovechkin. Oh, that's a
0: good one. Because he is probably going to retire as the all time leading goal scorer in NHL history. So, I mean, I think that kind of puts him in Tom Brady esque category. And he's he's unbelievably funny. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can find of him on YouTube. Like, he did these Papa John's pizza commercials where he he basically talked about growing up in Russia. His dream (laughs) was to deliver pizza. And they had, like, little Alexander riding his bicycle delivering pizza. And then they, like, fast-forwarded to grown adult Alexander Ovechkin delivering pizza to people in in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, he's got a little personality. I I, I mean, I think we all remember when the Capitals had their uh, celebration for winning the Stanley Cup the the personality displayed by one Alexander Ovechkin so uh yeah i i think for for me he's the guy i i mean i i just am, am such a big fan
2: this will ruffle your feathers but uh, i'm going drew doughty nice that's
1: a guy nice. that i didn't want
2: that, that 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 can uh, certainly entertain you in a broadcast booth and is a pretty good player too
1: I, I didn't want to go drew doughty just simply because i i was all in on the L.A. Kings beating yeah. the Edmonton Oilers, but oh. yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun.
2: A- any submissions uh, from the Twitterverse?
1: Twitterverse had a, a couple of interesting ones. Um, we've got one vote for Brent Burns. Ooh, uh, Nate I Schmidt, like Brent Burns. That comes from Stephanie. Uh, Robin would Lutter be great. Got, uh, got a uh, yep. Yeah, Nate would be fantastic. Robin Leonard, Marc-Andre Fleury, both of those uh, goaltenders ha- have got some love on Twitter. And then uh, from Sage Salmon's, Nick Holden. I think he'd be fantastic too. Um, I'm in on Nick Holden. I don't think Chapman would be able to contain himself. Like He <laughs> he wouldn't be able to hold it in for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think the, the problem is – you have to find elite players, and, and oftentimes in the NHL, elite players are focused on one thing, and that's hockey and not yeah. so much entertainment. So, um, But I, I like the mix of, of contenders we have there. Can you
2: imagine Nick in the broadcast booth, and we've got a camera outside the door, and there's Chapman just sitting this down oh my gosh. against the door waiting for Nick? Just absolutely <laughs> fanboying <laughs> over Nick.
0: Can I have your autograph, Mister Holden?
2: You wouldn't even yeah. ask for that. You'd you'd be telling him stuff, and you yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't be like a conversation because he wouldn't get to talk. <laughs> you you would be telling no. him all no. this stuff. No, no, though. no. But you'd I, have to have a conversation I, with
0: him. I, I've had some good conversations with Nick Holden over the years.
2: Yeah, maybe you can tell him about Nick Andrejpop plays for Kazakhstan (laughs) or played for Kazakhstan. There it is, uh, way back in the day. There it is. Uh, We've got uh, one more to come. Uh, That is catching up uh, with uh, Chapman in hour number two. Up next, we've got the play of the day. Uh, Also got one timers news notes from the, the National Hockey League. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson centered.
0: Michael scores.
2: It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Back-and-forth game, back-and-forth series between Edmonton and Los Angeles ends up going to overtime last night when this happened. Kane overskated into neutral ice. Kempe with a step into the zone. Kempe to the net. Scores!
1: Kings win
0: in overtime. Adrian Kempe sends them back to L.A. with a chance to win the series. This season, and here it happens, neutral zone with the counter-attack, one of the keys to tonight's game. You see the puck protection right there, walks the left leg of Adrian Kempe. Watch him shoot it out, right there. Stick of Keith doesn't get there. Hold, tuck around the goaltender, but it did start in the neutral zone, where the Oilers could not keep going forward, and the Kings, like we talked about, Alex, when you get that opportunity, you go, and you go 100%. 100% wins it for Kempe and the Kings.
2: I'm not a big believer in the center ice faceoff to start a period, uh, but that's where the L.A. Kings managed to uh, jump on and score that goal last night. It happened uh, much later, uh, a couple of uh, seconds later, but boy, oh boy, they grabbed control of the puck and they wouldn't give it back, Ryan.
1: Yeah, they were in on the forecheck. They they really made it tough on McDavid and Dreisaitl and Evander Kane, who are uh, the guys on the ice uh, to the forward core for the Edmonton Oilers, and they, they didn't touch the puck. They didn't touch the puck for the entire minute and 15 seconds. Evander Kane blows a tire in the neutral zone on a regroup. Leon is more concerned about getting off the ice than supporting the puck, and Adrian Kempe blows past Duncan Keith with yeah. uh, a great move. So, it, it Everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for the Oilers at the start of that overtime period. If you're Edmonton,
2: do you even consider a goalie change for the game that puts you on the uh, fence facing elimination for game six?
1: I mean, it depends. Are you going to continue to give up 20 shots in the first period every single night? Because if you are, I don't think it matters.
2: Would you consider a goalie change? Yeah. No,
1: I wouldn't. Yeah. Mike Smith's
2: been fine.
0: I think you got to shake things up even if it's not his Chapman. fault make it you switch, you get,
1: you're you're facing elimination yeah chabin the oilers need to stop giving up so many shots and play some defense well, that's what good. they got to do that's the it problem. doesn't matter they're what goalie's good. in net they're going to lose if they're giving up 20 shots in the first period every single game they're not a good team i know that's what i've been telling you for the <laughs> last 4 months
2: well i've set you guys up for hour number 2 have haven't i should the oilers <laughs> make a goalie change facing elimination. I know that's not happening in Tampa.